What's up, folks? This is Justin, and you are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom Show. This is episode number 56, and Uthel and I are catching up after this COVID, not after, I guess, during this whole COVID nonsense. Um, It took us a little while to actually get a chance to put this together. We'll discuss kind of what's been uh, causing the delays in the episode, but obviously everything that's going on with COVID makes it difficult for us to um, get together and do this. In fact, it's actually impossible, so we are actually recording this uh, in separate places. Um, Uttal's audio source has a bit of a weird buzz in it, so I did what I could. I apologize uh, for this, but it's either release this with a slight buzz or don't release anything. And honestly, with everything going on, we figured it's nice to have a little bit of content out there, a little extra content out there for you to listen to while having to stay at home, practice social distancing, and all that jazz. So uh, we hope that you guys are all safe and everybody's doing their part because it's very important and you got to protect those who I guess can't protect themselves in these times. So that's my one and only plea and I guess uh, my my small lecture. Anyways, Uthla and I really just catch up over some of the stuff we've been doing um, and some of the stuff we've been watching and playing. We get into a cool conversation about theaters, I think. Uh, So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Um, There's nothing that contains spoilers, so you can just jump right in. So let's get this episode started. Hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your doom. Hey man, what the hey, fuck is going how's it on, going, buddy? Mm, it's going okay. What are we doing? What is this show? What do we do here? Yeah. Hello, everyone. This is the Joe Rogan experience. This... No, wait, that's, that's not right. <laughs> this is the Welcome to Your Doom show. We, I am your one of your not yet sick, staying healthy, going squirrely inside my house, harbingers of doom, Atul Katru. And I am Justin Carcassole, and I am going stir-crazy in a very different fashion. Um, I want to get out, but at the same time, I don't. Mainly because, one, I work from home so I'm like all the time, so I'm used to being at home. So that portion's really not getting to me. It's more... It's also not the whole thing of like not being able to go out. Going out for essentials, I don't really give a shit about. It. I'm not one that like worries about myself that much, and you know, I'm I'm okay. It's just when I come home, the incessant hand washing that has to go on. You should see my fucking hands. You already know my hands look like garbage generally all the time, and these things yeah, they're have very, been uh, they're weathered. very sort of like chalky and calloused. It's kind of like it's like looking at. Uh, like if I got a good look at like Morgoth's hands, like one of the lead orcs from Lord of the Rings, I feel like it would look a lot <laughs> like your hands. Yeah, it's probably very close. Um, it's it's not good. It is not good. Like there are patches on my hand that are like rubbing off. Maybe not That's rubbing gross, off. Yeah, they're just really That's dry. Really... It's just really dry, and I don't moisturize. That much is clear. No. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I think we would have it really great if all we really needed to worry about these days was dry, dry hands. Um, we are definitely living in a in an unprecedented time. I've been, I mean, I've been in the house uh, since I came back from my trip uh, in Colombia 
uh, so like maybe the second week of March. So yeah. now we're recording this as of April 10. We've been, we haven't been recording for a long time because there's been some travel involved. Uh, and Justin, you had a, you had a new addition to the family. Maybe we should talk about that for, for, Dude, for it, a little bit. That was, um, this has been a wild ride. So yeah, me and my wife have had our first child. She was born earlier than expected. She was supposed oh, oh, to come. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I was talking about your TV. You fucking dick. You, how long have you been planning that? Well done. I feel like you I mean, had that joke the second I bought it. You're like, oh, I'm going to save this one. <laughs> uh, I well mean, I'm done. not going to say you're wrong, but <laughs> but uh, but it did feel good. It did feel good. Okay, go ahead. Let's talk about your bundle of joy. Uh, so, yeah, our daughter ended up coming a little earlier than expected. She ended up joining us uh, five um, over five weeks early. She was 34 weeks and six days. And at the time, it felt like the worst thing ever because it was just, you know, some complications came up last minute and it was, you know, it was kind of a stressful time. But then everything that is the COVID-19 virus came up and now we're looking back at that time like, oh, oh, thank God that happened. Because like, if we had to go to the hospital now, like it's bananas. Um, I've got friends yeah. of mine in LA that they are all having kids around literally now too. A friend of mine had his kid, I think two weeks ago. And then another one of my friends is going to have a kid in the next whoever, however, you know, you never know. But um, yeah, that's definitely, uh, it's definitely a tough time to be, uh, to be a new parent. Uh, it's a tough time to be, I mean, to actually be like delivering, right? Yeah. I mean, like not only being a new parent, right? Like in this time where, you know, you can't, you can't leave the house. Um, there's, you know, uh, getting essentials and stuff that you guys really, really need. Like, for example, hand sanitizer that the average person does not need in their own home. Like you guys would need more than other people because even, you know, when on non-pandemic times uh one tends to sort of uh you know sanitize their hands before handling a newborn baby for exactly example, right yeah so it's 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 definitely like it's definitely a tough time and um you know what like you guys seem to be handling it really well and the pick you know like uh and it's just the timing is kind of shit but it is it is like temporary right yeah so yeah I, 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 it's also kind of cool that like, I like the fact that this is happening while she's so young. Um, because really two things are good about this. One, we would have been self isolating anyway. Like this is how our life probably would have been aside from a little more freedom to go and get supplies. But like, we probably wouldn't be leaving the house, especially early on when she was so young, because at that point you don't want to take her out of the house. She's, she's so, she's so premature at that point that her immune system is not really ready to take anything on. For sure, so for sure. Yeah. Don't want to don't want to fuck with that. But then, um, you know, the other really cool thing about this is maternity leave in Canada is at least twelve months, or you can go to eighteen. Now, for new mothers, that's a pretty lonely time because typically what's happening is everybody's you know got their lives going on and shit, and you're stuck at home with the kid. Well, I work from home, so at least she's got me around for emergencies. And then on top of that, everybody that she works with, as well as all of her friends that work, are now at home. So it's easy for everybody to just kind of connect pretty easily, like connect digitally, 
which yeah. um yeah i mean it's it's a weird time but like honestly man i'm kind of enjoying it aside from obviously not being able to see friends as readily but like the the opportunity to do digital hangouts is a is just abundant there's tons of options there's so many apps i've tried probably all of them in some capacity and they're all fucking they're all really good all the popular ones at least for sure for sure um it's becoming like that that sort of digital hangout is now becoming becoming the norm norm and uh just a quick shout out to all of uh all of the folks that are working at grocery stores you know at the hospitals like nurses doctors everyone all of those frontline frontline workers like even like you know, it was garbage day today, and I saw the garbage man come over and pick up my garbage. So, I mean, like, I really appreciate these people who are out there really putting it on the, putting it on the line, still working during all of this absolute bonkers, crazy, you know, um, period of time that we're, that we're living in. And we have, you know, we have a lot of family that are in that industry as well. So, like, I'm sorry, industry, but in that, in that line of work. So, you know, we're, we're hearing firsthand what it's like be on that front line and it's uh it's tough man like it's really really tough for these folks so um you know frontline pandemic workers this one's for you and you guys can't see me but i'm taking a giant swig of the common good small batch wexford oatmeal stout Oof, that sounds meaty i like it yeah it's uh the common good is, a, is a, we've, we've had some of their beer before but they're but they're a brewery in scarborough and some of their batches are ma- are named after local Scarborough neighborhoods, which is kind of which is kind of cool. And they were still open, and I managed to steal some. Sorry, grab some from them before I was. I didn't steal from the common good guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it's realize, Scarborough. Fucking anything's possible. <laughs> I, I realize I used the wrong term there, but uh, but yeah, I managed to to nab some before uh, bef- before uh, things went on lockdown. I think they might still be open, just for uh, quick for maybe curbside pickup but i have to check i'm going to check them out tomorrow and see if that see if that works out nice um, yeah everything's closed today anyway for, for good friday which that's is true. weird like it's i'm the so i work with a mainly u.s team nobody gets today off but me and it's kind of great yeah yeah um i didn't realize that uh it wasn't a holiday in the united states so um you know i'm had to reach out to some of the folks that we're working with at work and be like, Oh yeah, by the way, our entire team is off tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, yeah. So one thing I wanted to point out an interesting, uh, interesting little thing. Uh, Stephen King wrote a book called the stand. Uh, I'm not, you haven't read that before. Have you? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's about a highly communicable flu that, called Cap- Captain Trips, and uh, that's what they nicknamed it, and it wipes out like 90% of the world's population, okay? Um, the stands, so that's, you know, pandemic, kind of similar to the situation that we've got going on here. Obviously, the death rate in Stephen King's novel ratcheted up to preposterous levels, but, uh, but you know, that notwithstanding, there's a similarity there. Uh, the stands universe is featured in... A uh, no small way in in uh, King's own Dark Tower series, okay. And uh, the Dark Tower associates bad tidings with the number nineteen, okay, in its mythology, right? And coronavirus was named COVID nineteen, so it's all gone nineteen. 
Sweet mother of God. Are yeah. we doing conspiracy theories? Uh, no. That's Why not? not? A conspiracy th- that's, <laughs> that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just an interesting... I mean, I just feel like that's just proof that we're living in the universe of the Dark Tower. We're just a, we're just a level of the tower at so this that's, point. That's kind of a conspiracy. It's a sci-fi conspiracy, but that's that's. I like where you're going with this. You want to hear mine? Oh uh, well, you know, I it's it's mostly truth, but I get where you're I get what you're trying to say. All right, listen. This is what happened, and this is where COVID came from. Okay. The it, toilet it, paper companies. <laughs> they all got like together. All- just no, like no, no. Halloween was invented by the candy companies. Hear me out. The, to the, the toilet paper companies started getting wind of the fact that... Um, I was going to say beignets. That's not right. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. The uh, Oh, my God. The, the What's it called? The bum washers. Things that sprout out. Or sp- oh, bidet. Oh, bidet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beignet. Isn't that like a... It's like, like a... a, 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 a uh, uh, what do you call a it? A baked um, good. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> It's a dessert, isn't it? It's not the same. No. Imagine everybody started <laughs> cleaning themselves your... with beignets. Yeah, yeah. Just like they're wiping their asses with <laughs> beignets. I'd probably that's why, to... so many... that's why I'd... so many people are baking right now. Yo, I made cookies the other day. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably have to go with the croissant just because of the way that it's curved. I feel like that would yeah. be Oh. It's really it's it's it cradles things that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably more absorbent as well. Anyway, let's They're keep harder moving. to make. Anyways, long story short, um, my pitch or my conspiracy, and I truly believe this, is that the toilet paper companies got wind of what was going on with the bidet industry and how it's having a big upturn, and they got real nervous about this, so they enge- engineered this disease along with the media. The media is getting a cut of the toilet paper sales because the media had to escalate things as much as they did in order for it to be communicated around. And the media was the ones that was telling everybody that toilet paper was flying off the shelves. Everybody got scared, and that's why we can't find toilet paper anymore. And that's why the toilet paper companies are laughing, and the media is wiping their asses literally with money right now because they're getting that sweet, sweet payoff by the toilet paper company. You know what? I can't say that you're wrong. Um, but you can say that I'm right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think this whole toilet paper thing was kind of, was kind of crazy. Ludicrous. I think the hand sanitizer thing is kind of nuts, but you know what? That's really not what this podcast is about, is it? Well, I mean, conspiracy theories, I think could be fun, but, uh, no, it isn't. That being said, I do want to give you a shout out because you educated me regarding washing my hands with just standard dish soap. Just standard old degreasing dish soap is actually something that combats this virus. People are going crazy trying to get like the um the disinfecting uh Oh yeah. Like it's you don't need yeah. it. You don't need it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just, you know, when you hear the words disinfectant, antibacterial, like those are really like these buzzwords that, you know, that are on these bottles for these uh you know the uh, these products and they go flying off the shelves but you know a degreasing soap will will do the job and uh you know if we're at home like i get if somebody's traveling and they need to they they don't they're not near like soap and water essentially so they need uh, just to like clean their hands with hand sanitizer that makes sense but you know hoarding hand sanitizer at home when you don't really need it you could just go to the sink and wash your hands with soap 
I think is kind of ridiculous. There are lots of things about, you know, human nature and this type of pandemic scenario that I think are ridiculous. We could do an entire mini series on that if we if we got into it. But uh, but yes, open water, folks. That's yeah. that's all. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. You'll be all right. There's lots of memes out there. Lots of songs. Lots of lots of TikToks. Lots of like whatever the kids are doing these days. Lot. You just tick tick. You just made a TikTok. Did I just tick your? To- I just you ticked just your tick my talk. Yes, I did. Jesus. Ugh, <laughs> I hate that. Um, app. I hate it so much. Yeah. I'm just an old curmudgeon though when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, why do we yeah, need that? Too. Instagram's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, and when Instagram came out, you're like, oh, why do we need that? Facebook is totally fine. I was actually, no, Instagram I was actually down for. Because Instagram and Twitter came out, I felt like, at least they kind of, I, I associated them. I know Twitter came out first. I'm pretty sure it did. Um, and I never got that. I didn't really like it. But Instagram, I was like, yo, I can get on board with this. That's kind of mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with a lot of this time at home, for me, but you, I mean, you've obviously got your hands full with, with uh, Neha. But, Literally, uh, she shit in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> did you, hang on, you know what, you cut out there for a second. Uh, did you just say she shit in your hand? Yes. Oh, okay. Hours ago. Just, just, just <laughs> Literally hours ago. Well, then you don't have that moisturizing problem anymore, I guess. oh god guys look we've been at home not in contact with other human beings for a long time maybe it's not the best time to record a podcast because uh i'm really i'm really digging low for this toilet humor this um for this show but uh but yeah we have been home we are recording this remotely um been home for like i was saying since the second week of march and i guess you too i mean you you work from home regularly but the actual lockdown yeah yeah was lockdown. like right you know that sort of happened for you at the same time so it's been like almost almost four weeks now i think for me yep. three weeks maybe um so i've been able to <laughs> you know adjusting to work from home is one thing that's a whole other topic of conversation but in terms of just you know doing geeky nerdy stuff um one thing I really wanted to do before I went to Colombia, and then when I got back, I thought maybe I could get I could do this, but then you know things got locked down. Was to go to the theater to see the new Invisible Man, and I couldn't do it because when I got back, things things were slowly shutting down, and the pandemic was escalating here in Toronto. Uh, so I did something that I've never done before. I uh, well, first of all, in in a in a a very quick response to the theaters getting shut down because Invisible Man was like, I think in a sort of peak, it was only like two or three weeks it had been out. So it was still bringing in money at the theater. Yeah. But uh, when the theaters started getting shut down, Blumhouse and Universal basically put the movie out on on demand. Um, So I went ahead and purchased an on-demand movie which I've never done before. It's $20, okay? And uh, you keep it for like, what, like 15, 20 days. But when you start the movie, you have to finish it within two days. Basically, you get access to it for two days once you start playing the movie. And then you got, that's it. It's, it's basically you return it. So I did that. And two things I learned. One, The Invisible Man is a very good movie. Enjoyed it very much. I highly encourage people to go see it. A very 
well put together thriller, well acted, well executed, um, scary, um, poignant, and um, and like inventive. I'd say is the right word for that. And the second thing was that, and this one kind of harkens back to our physical media talk, is that the stream that I got kind of shit. Mm. It was it was compressed. It's a t it was an HD stream, right? But I could see the compression. I could see the banding in that stream, and that's really um, you know why physical media is always going to be a preference for me. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it looked because the movie takes a, a lot of it takes place at night. There's a lot of rain in some of the scenes, and those are the scenes that really challenge compression. Like when it comes to compression, those are the scenes like random movement on the screen, dark shade, like different shades of, you know, gray and black and. It's uh, low light scenes that challenges compression and it's 100% noticeable. If I went to the theater to see this, I wouldn't have noticed that. I mean, I wouldn't have seen that. I've never seen compression, you know, on a right. theater, on a theater screen. But when I was at home watching this movie, made the popcorn, you know, uh, you know, had a drink and I kind of tried to make it as much of a theatrical experience as possible. But dude, I noticed the compression right away. It really bugged me. And that's not the way... I would have wanted to see this movie for the first time. And it, that, that, that aspect of it really kind of sucked. Did not, did not like that. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever, you know, bought, you know, bought on demand. It's like a rental, I guess it would, it would be. Nah, I'm not paying. Uh, while the movie's in the theaters, you know, well, that, that's, well, you know that's hard to justify. I like the convenience of being able to watch it in your home, but if I'm paying 20 bucks for the movie, I want good quality. Like, in my in my opinion, if they would have made you pay thirty bucks and given you the Blu-ray in advance or shipped it to you, something like that would have been way better of an experience for you. Yeah. You probably would have shelved out for the extra, you know, five for ten sure. bucks or whatever it was, because then you're guaranteeing your quality. But like, for sure. yeah, if you pay for a decent stream and it's just it's just compressed to hell. Like, did you see what the um, uh, what's it called? I didn't see the bit rate. Bit rate, yeah. Um, I was I was very engrossed with the movie. I really I really did enjoy it, and yeah. they just announced the 4K release, and I'll be buying that 4K Blu-ray when it comes out. But but uh, you know I wanted to 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 throw some money the movie's way, right? Yeah. It was That's... a it was a very inopportune time for that movie to come out because basically COVID nineteen. I mean, not just that movie, but I'm singling that one out because I was very excited about it. I want to be able to support it. Yeah. While it's in the theater, because box office take is a big part of making decisions about is this filmmaker going to be able to make another movie? Are they going to make a sequel? Are they going to make more movies like this? And I want them to make more movies like this. So I basically did what I did to support the movie, understanding that the quality is not going to be top notch. Yeah. My other choice was to wait until May, you know, to, to get the 4k Blu-ray, but I wanted to add to the, to the box office take. Yeah. Um, now, the $20, $20 tag on something like that, if you had three or four people over, let's say, and you guys all watched it, you know, a couple of folks watched it at the same time, that's, that's lower than a movie ticket, yeah. right? So it could, be, it could be very sort of cost effective depending on, depending on how you do it. But, you know, of course, Shugu's not really into those kinds of movies, so it was just me watching it. So it's 20 bucks all on me for, yeah. for one movie. But I, I was glad to pay it. I'm, I'm happy I did it. Um, 
it's a great movie. I think a lot. I think everyone should see it if they're you know if you're into that. Uh, if you're into like it's a it's a I would almost call it a psychological thriller more than a more than a horror movie. It's a great. It is a great example of what a remake should be. A remake adding new ideas and new, uh, really fresh ideas, modernizing an older story. And that's, it's a, I think it's a great example of a remake that stands apart from the original. So, um, yeah, so that's the invisible, that's the invisible man. Nice. I wanted to, I, so I did want to get in on that as well. I just haven't because I'm lazy and mm. it's, I, I just didn't do it. But the other one I really wanted to see, and I think you saw, was the uh, the Harley Quinn film. Yeah, I did see that. Did you, have you not seen that yet? I haven't seen it yet, and that that no. was one I wanted to throw some money at because, again, I just I, I I I since they had started advertising it, I really liked the look of the film. I liked the like the yeah. design of the characters. Like it looks like it's exactly what I would want in that type of film. I mm. just again, it's just these things of like not really having a ton of time to invest in putting into a movie that being said i did watch the movie upgrade and we talked a bit about that uh, oh yeah off, yeah you did check it out air. yeah and dude that was it. the first thing that set me off though um like for to level set i enjoyed the fuck out of it but the uh, the first thing that annoyed me as soon as the thing came on was i thought <laughs> so the poster has the guy you know that's basically like covered in red lighting and it's kind yeah. of a silhouette you just kind of see a few of his features I thought it was Michael C. Hall the whole time. I thought this movie was starring Michael C. Hall. Do you not know? You have no idea my level of disappointment when the fucking movie comes on and I see the asshole from Prometheus. Yeah, the guy that I just, just starts... Just... <laughs> I was just about to say, this guy is from a movie that you oh, do not like. <laughs> oh, the guy that Fassbender teabagged his drink with his finger. I was... Bloop, bloop. Yeah, I just, dude, I couldn't. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this movie. But thankfully I did because <laughs> that guy almost no, ruined it for me. And he's good in it. Like, Don't get me wrong. And he wasn't bad in, uh, he wasn't a bad actor by any means in Prometheus. And to be honest, Prometheus, I'm okay with. I don't have as many hard feelings about Prometheus as I did that other piece of shit movie. But um, his... For those, at, for those at home, he's talking about Alien Covenant. Yes, that's correct. So um, this guy was such a dick in Prometheus, though, for no reason. He just was like abrasively annoying, and I, 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 I fucking hated that character. It's not the actor's fault, though. He's actually quite good, and he was very good in Upgrade. Um, you said it was the best Venom movie they've made so far, and that was yeah. a very apt description. Um, I it, It's been out for a while. When did the movie come out? 2018, I want to say? I think yeah, two years. It would be two years now. Yeah, yeah. late to 20, 2020. I think it's a twenty eighteen movie, um, and that's not to throw shade at uh, at Venom because I think Venom as a movie is just. I think we've talked. We may have talked about it on the show already, but I think that Venom is just the goofiest. It's just goofy fun. I, yeah. I that movie just blows my mind with just some of the decisions that were made, and it's just a. It's like a really wonky, wonky movie. Dude, in I don't what, even know how to describe it. Yeah. In what action movie does the hero character go into a nice ritzy restaurant and jump into the fish tank and start eating the fish with his bare hands? Yeah, and not it's Tom lot. Hardy, no less. Yeah. yeah, it's like not. It's not like, you know. I mean that. 
I'd expect that shit in like Dumb and Dumber. Like, I there's no comparison yeah. I can make to that in any other action film. Like, yeah, it's like that. okay, is Jim Carrey gonna do that? Sure. Is Daniel Day Lewis gonna do that? I'll watch that movie. The movie where Daniel Day Lewis jumps into a you know a fish tank and starts eating fish with his bare hands. I would love to see that as like a jackass type of movie. This is my pitch: is Daniel Day Lewis goes to really nice restaurants that only serve seafood and just jumps in their tanks and starts eating their fish. And before anybody can really react to the fact that he's doing that, everybody's like, holy shit, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And they know that because well, he's dressed as Lincoln. And wait, that confuses okay. everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've, got a, I've got a better idea. I, I'll one-up that. Do it. Daniel Day-Lewis is such a good actor that he could be one of the fish in the tank and no one would know, okay? Daniel Day-Lewis is, you know, he could literally be that table that you're leaning up. He is that table right now. Look at look under the table. It's Daniel Day-Lewis. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. <laughs> Daniel he is Day a Lewis. great actor. He disappears into every role. He's also he disappeared in general. I haven't seen him in a movie in a God knows how long time. Yeah, I guess the last one he was in was The Phantom Thread. I have not... I've not seen that. Uh, it's a great title, though. I really like the name of that movie. I've not seen it, though. Um, I think the Daniel Day-Lewis movie that I really... I watched a lot and I really liked was The Last of the Mohicans. That was a, that was a big one. Have you seen that? I haven't, no. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Um, I've never seen, like, Gangs in New York. I never saw that. He's good in um, that, man. He's really he's good, good in that. that. Yeah. What does he say? There will, be, there will be blood. I, I've missed that one as well. But I've only seen the one scene I need to, and that's the milkshake scene. Yeah. It's I love that scene. Bringing all, milkshake's bringing Justin to the yard. Just God for that scene, right. though. You are goddamn right. I love that scene. Um, um, I can't remember what we were talking about. I don't know how we got upgrade. on Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> I don't know. That's my fault. Um, um, anyway, uh, Venom. Venom. A fun movie, Upgrade, a great sort of analog to Venom. I think they would play as a funny sort of uh, a weird double feature the same way that The Raid and Dread would be a good double feature. It's like two movies of very similar similar premise, but wildly different execution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that's a good... I didn't even think about Dread and The Raid. Those were two really goddamn good movies. Um, also another movie I literally just watched yesterday cause I found it, um, at my house and I hadn't watched it in forever. Did you ever see the shadow with, uh, Alec Baldwin? No, dude. I've only You've seen, never seen scenes. it. Oh. Ah, no, I want to watch it though. I just saw like a screenshot from the movie and I was like, I gotta remember to, I gotta remember to put, throw that on. Uh, now you've reminded me because that movie, that and Dick Tracy, I find like are kind of like in the same space in my mind. Uh, mm -hmm. Although I don't think they have any relation to each other. It's just that period. I think it was the 90s, like these 90s noir, uh, you know, comic movies. Yeah. I feel uh, and th the best way to describe The Shadow is if Dick Tracy and Batman Returns had a baby, it would be The Shadow. Interesting. It's, it's yeah. got kind of an, uh, you know, kind of a pulpy... Uh, a very pulpy kind of feel to it with the like kind of like Dick Tracy, but at the same time, a more gothic feel like Batman. So they kind of just married, in my opinion, they kind of married those two together. It feels more like a Batman type of film than a Dick Tracy one. D Dick Tracy, right. that's one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. It's so hyper stylized. It was one of, when I was growing up, it was one of the movies I probably 
crushed you know as much as like teenage mutant ninja turtles uh batman 89 like all those films really like for my childhood dick tracy's one that i don't think i've talked about on this podcast enough and i think is a fucking masterpiece interesting yeah um, i i watched that as a kid and i had i remember having the vhs but i i never gravitated i think some of it scared me i think the movie was so weird and so yeah. stylized that when i was young and when it came out i was like this is just fucking weird this movie is just too weird for me mm. um but i i do remember it's like al pacino and a lot of makeup right in that movie yeah. warren warren Beatty, i think is the guy playing the yep is that his name yeah 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 he's he's dick tracy yeah uh, is it Madonna that's in that movie that has like Dude. wearing a mask or something? Man, yeah. I have like weird memories of this movie. Madonna is a again. smoke show in that movie. Holy oh, yeah. God. Yeah, she is a smoke show in that movie. Um, Speaking of smoke shows in 90s movies, I just watched I Know What You Did Last Summer and... Um, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Heating the screen up. My God. What a good looking man. Also... Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and in, in, just beautiful. Yeah, in that in that movie, and I watched its sequel, which was really really bad. Um, but uh, the uh, the I still know what you did last summer. But uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, com- just gorgeous. And Fred, Freddie Prince is a good looking good looking dude, but he's uh, he's a real like mouth breather in both of those. In, in the first movie, at least, he's. His mouth is really like just like open all the time. He's just like, <sighs> and I can almost like hear him breathing in my mind when I'm watching the movie. He just seems like kind of a goofball. I have a theory um, about that. I don't me. think I think that when he became an actor, he surgically had his glands that produce sweat removed because yeah. it would make him look too shiny on the screen. So now, in order to sweat, he doesn't, but he has to pant like a dog. He's a pant. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Look it god. up. That's a yeah. fact. That's a goddamn that's on his Wikipedia. Sarah Michelle Geller, Ryan Felipe are both in that and uh that was a real trip, like watching those two movies back to back. A real a real trip back ninety slasher lane, which is kind of continuing from the last show that we did when I was watching uh Cherry Falls. The next slasher, ninety slasher I'm gonna be throwing on is a movie called Valentine. Do you do you oh, remember? Yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember. I've that. never seen that before with David uh, Borney, Boreanaz, yeah. yeah, and Denise Richards. Yeah, all big '90s names in that yeah, one. Man. I'm excited about that, but, um, yeah. Wow. You know, what, you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just to be. I would be like, how do we get here again? Uh, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Yeah, and the cool. shadow. The shadow. And the shadow. Yeah. Wow. How do we get on the shadow? I think yeah, I just brought it up because I just recently watched it. I'm just thinking about oh, okay. stuff that I recently watched that I, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. Oh, um, no. I sorry, go ahead. I, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. I got I, I got a question for you. Um, I love I answering questions. I just want to throw out there. Um, so theaters are shut down. Oh, there yeah. Was a, there, was a, there was a rumor. You know, like what... Like, you know, everyone, you know, on my mind was, you know, being, being, so, being someone who loves watching movies, I'm kind of, I'm always kind of plugged into the, you know, industry news and stuff. There's a question of like what studios would do to release their movies. So there are movies that are, that 
you know, you kind of have stages. You got movies that are in the middle of being filmed that needed to get shut down. You got movies uh, that were already released to theaters that were hit by this, like The Invisible Man um, and a few other and a few other movies. Um, what to do with those? And then you have, um, and then you have movies that are in the can already, finished, but slated to be released later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do you do with those? So that that's that's kind of the one I was the most curious about. And one of these rumors that came up was that Wonder Woman eighty four was hey they're considering having it going direct to VOD like video on demand or some streaming service or something. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, if something like that happened, like a massive summer tentpole movie. Yeah. Right. Company like Warner Brothers or the new Bond movie, let's say, or the Black Widow that's coming out later this year. Any yep. of these big summer movies released, actually released on VOD, right? Rather than the theater, that would be a, just in my mind, you know, I'm not, I'm not an industry specialist just from the outside looking in though, that would be a huge step in, or like a turning point for the theatrical experience. And I think would signal sort of the downfall of that sort of mainstream theatrical experience that we have today, you know? Um, so I think this, like, you know, COVID-19 is really, is really forcing the hand of a lot of, a lot of industries like, like, you know, like uh, the, uh, the movie theaters, yeah. Let's, you know, comic books, diamond yeah. distributors got shut down. So there's no books getting shipped anywhere. No comics are getting shipped, right? Comic stores are closing like all over the United States, right? Because they're yeah. not getting any shipments. No one's buying any product, right? Yep. Really, do we think that after COVID-19 is over that these comic shops are going to reopen, right? Like I don't, you know, these, these people are in debt now, right? I don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen. So there's like these crazy ramifications of COVID-19. Obviously, be you know, we're talking entertainment specifically here on the show, which is what, yeah. you know, what kind of interests me. Um, I like going to the theater, man. Like I, I, I like going to the theater to see things that I get, that I'm excited about. Um, but a lot of people don't like, do, do you think that's kind of spells the end or like this is the beginning of the end of the theatrical experience? It could be. Um, I mean, in that same vein, there's also just news that there's a, it's a very likely possibility that AMC is going to shut down completely. Like AMC really? theaters. Yeah, there's been there's been rumblings that that is very much a possibility. And movie theaters in general is a tough gig, man. Um, I mean, everybody bitches and moans about how expensive things like popcorn and all the, you know, the, how they price gouge for some of the food there. But the thing is, is they make so little on box office income in general like yeah. the amount the margins that they're making on the tickets alone are peanuts just because these big studios especially studios like disney and shit are are basically gouging the theaters such that they can't make money on the ticket so they have to make money somewhere else and that's the concessions really so yeah i mean yeah. It, it's and, and now that they can't have anybody going in there you've got these giant places that i'm sure they don't own the buildings and are probably paying somebody else to hold on to it or have huge mortgages or whatever it is there's got to be some sort of overhead for these buildings that they can no longer sustain and if you know they're barely already making money as it is this ain't gonna help them and i don't know that there's That's gonna right. be a bailout now for like movie theaters because 
now there are these great options for streaming that'll get you the movie right in the, the comfort of your own home. But the thing is, is that's that's okay for maybe the 70 to 80% case, but then you've got the 20% of people that really enjoy the theatrical experience of going to the movies, seeing the quality of the film in the theater, the whole experience as it is. But yeah, I, I mean, I just... We just, re, you know, we just went over the Invisible Man. Yeah, like, I exactly. would have much rather have seen that in the theater. The stream yeah. that I got is not up to snuff. Period. Yeah. Nobody, there's no convincing me otherwise. That stream was look like I don't want to, you know. Yeah, I mean it was garbage. Yeah. Like if I if if I'm gonna rate this on a scale of like zero to ten, that was like a that was like a three or a four. Yeah. It was it was not, it was not the way to experience that movie. Um, and, and if theaters go away and we're going to get more, we're going to get all VOD releases. Like, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to be buying any of them, right? Like, I don't think that, I don't think that I'm going to be participating if that's the quality that we're going to be shipped when we shell out 20 bucks, let's say. Yeah. And the thing is, is the ISPs aren't going to be able to support I would imagine they're not going to be able to support the quality that we would want in the films that we're watching on demand. Is but, you for, know, for was... those types of theatrical experiences. Like if I'm throwing yeah. something on Netflix, it's because it's there and it's convenient. I'm not turning something on on Netflix thinking like, "Hey, I'm going to get the best audio and visual experience by turning this on." If I want that, I'm buying the blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I you know, but it, but it was even worse than a Netflix, right? Really? Like yeah, yeah. So like net like Netflix, I think that they you know, they they, they support Dol- Dolby Vision on a lot of their shows. Like I was watching Lock and Key the other day. Yeah. It's a decent presentation. Yeah. And I wouldn't complain about that. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't complain about Netflix um because I actually think they 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 are shelling out a decent, you know, a half decent bit rate. Yeah. You know, it's not terrible. This was worse. Not... This was definitely worse than that. This oh, was worse I, than like when I'm, I'm watching that. Lock and Key. It still looks decent on my screen when I watched The Invisible Man, though. There's compression all over the place, oh, um, and maybe that's maybe, uh, you know, with you know someone with more experience with VOD can tell me, but maybe I I'm just singling this one out, and it was just a bad print, and you know, they're not all like that, but. Uh, but man, if there is a if this is kind of what we're the product we're going to be given in lieu of going to the theater, um, no sir, no thank you. You know what 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 theater experiences are still making money? Drive-ins. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing an article about that where the drive-ins are making more money than they have in God knows how long. Um, yeah, I, th- I don't know that's if that true. was just a Canadian article for one that's fairly close by, but yeah, I was like, dude, that's amazing. That's a really good point. Maybe yeah. that becomes the standard, at least now. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's going to be after COVID nineteen, um, but I, I don't know, man. Theaters are they're replaceable for the general moviegoer, especially with the amount of I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe it isn't for the general moviegoer replaceable experience. I mean, if I'm taking my my daughter to a movie, like I want it to be an experience. Like we're going to the theater. Let's go get some popcorn. You sit down. You yeah. watch all the trailers. Like how, when when was the last time? And maybe you're not the right person to ask this, but when was the last time you actually sat through the trailers on a Blu-ray that you purchased? I skip them all the time. Yeah, same too. I just I, I have no interest. If I could break that piece off the Blu-ray, I would. 
Yeah, yeah, I skip them all the time. But uh, when I'm in the theater, I love watching the previews, man. Yeah, it's, I, that's almost more enjoyable to the movie than the movie experience for me. Because like you, you never know. You, you go into the movie, you know what you're gonna get. You know what the movie is. The 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 trailers sometimes catch you just completely off guard, and you walk out of the theater remembering that more than the movie. I remember watching the trailer for fuck, what's it called? Um, Oh my god. Uh la, la, la. Cloverfield. The trailer for Cloverfield. Oh yeah. That was the one that didn't even have a title at the time, just the date at the end. I don't even remember what movie I was watching that day. I just remember that trailer. <laughs> like that's how yeah. big of an impact it had on me and that's why I, like the trailers to me are are the the are are half of the the half of that movie experience and the other half is the actual movie. Yeah, I I agree. Um I certainly think this is a different topic. Um, but but I'm totally happy to talk about this. I think that the the mystique of the trailer has been completely um, destroyed by the internet. Like there's no surprises anymore. Um, you see the trailers when you know when they're released. Everyone sees them at the same time on the internet, and a lot of us watch them on their on their on the phone. I'm the guy that see if there's a trailer like for the Invisible Man. If there was a trailer for that, or us, I remember the trailer coming out, and I'm like, oh, I could watch it on my phone. I could watch it on my laptop, but I wait till I get home. I sit down and I put it on my television to watch the trailer for for that movie for movies that I'm excited about. Yeah. Um. Now imagine like in your situation, you're walking in a movie. Uh, Cloverfield, I can't remember what year that came out, but like if you look at, I mean, any time in the 90s or the early 2000s where it's like bandwidth wasn't easy to come by. Like we all had dial up, the trailers, you know, like internet wasn't commonplace. I didn't know what was coming and I get into the theater and I was always excited to see the trailers because there's just new stuff and it's something that blew my, when I saw the trailer for Sleepy Hollow for the first time, it just blew my goddamn mind. I was like, what the hell? This looks... And just that excitement, you know, the mystery behind that, it's completely gone. And that goes for movies themselves too, right? Movie yeah. news, spoilers. We talked about that before, like headlines, spoiling stuff, um, production updates all the time. We know we, we are so in, we have unprecedented visibility into the industry these days. But, uh, and that goes for games as well, like video game development, movies. Um, anyway, yeah, trailers, man. I, even though I've seen those trailers likely before uh, I get to the theater, I love watching them on the big screen, man. That's why I feel like when people are late for movies and they come in and they think it's okay to get in your way when you know when the trailers are on, or, that annoys me too. Because I'm like, this is part. This is still part of it. This yeah. is still part of that experience. You can talk during the car commercials and the concession yeah. commercials. Have at it. I don't care. But as soon as those trailers come on, if you don't shut the fuck up, I am saying something. Yeah, I yeah, it's, hate uh, it when people do that. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. The uh, I, I love watching those trailers, um, and so yeah, so you know you've got the the theatrical experience in Jeopardy. Another thing that's sort of related to this is that net, I saw the headlines. You know, Netflix reducing bandwidth for yeah. folks. Yeah, they're doing that in Canada. And, Apparently, um, we're going to do it in Canada. I haven't seen a difference though, but I'm not really. Looking. I haven't seen a difference yet either. Um, and I haven't really checked, but this is the kind of thing where essentially you're paying the same amount of money for yeah. a reduced bit rate. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't, uh, unless it's a Netflix original, right. 
Um, typically, if there's something I really like, I end up buying it anyway, right? Yeah. But uh, this is the kind of thing where it's like, <laughs> or, you know, back to the physical media stuff where it's like, yeah, you are not in control of this stuff. You don't own it, right? right. So right, it right, can right. change at a moment's notice. And it's all changed from a central location and it's changed for millions and millions of people with the flip of a switch, right? And that's the kind of shit that really irritates me about this kind of stuff, even for bought material. Like if I bought, you know, I bought a movie online that I own online, they'll be like, you know what? We have to reduce the bit rates on these purchase movies. Sorry. All right. Listen, right. Listen, COVID-19 was engineered by Netflix. <laughs> they were sick of paying their AWS bill. <laughs> Too much data going over that network. They were talking about ISPs and having to help out such that because everybody is streaming too much stuff all at the same time because everybody's at home. No, their AWS bills were getting too goddamn high and they thought, how can we justify to the public to reduce the quality of our content? And they yeah, engineered COVID-19 specifically for this. To be honest, I don't think they have a bandwidth problem. Like, I don't think there is one. I think they're just, they're now they're just penny pinching yeah. at this point. But yeah. we'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, that's another, that's another interesting sort of fallout. Um, comic book industry, like I was saying, like books aren't getting shipped. But, you know, people are, you know, I think DC is considering releasing a lot of their new releases on their, on their digital platform. Yeah. Right? Marvel is the same way. So it's like, okay, are we really seeing... Like, what are we seeing here? Are we seeing potentially like the beginning of the end of a lot of this physical media during this pandemic? Because people are basically going to learn to live without going to the theater. They're going to learn to live without purchasing their weekly physical comic books. Yeah. Gonna, you know, I'm still going to be buying Blu-rays. I'm not even sure what the Blu-ray set is. It seems like they're still keeping up their production schedules on those. I haven't really seen that. But movies and comics for sure. You know, like, I wonder if that shit's being uh, are we shipped really out. Seeing, well. Like, sorry, go ahead. I'm wondering if that's even being shipped out now, because like even Amazon is is they're they're scaling back some of the stuff that they're shipping out to people if they're not essential stuff, like home that's materials, right. medication, stuff like. I don't know yeah. if they can ship medication, but like you know what I mean. That stuff they'll ship, yeah. but like yeah. movies, they might be like, you got to wait until May, bruh. Oh no, I I totally agree. But that applies to everything, right? So there, uh, yeah. every other uh, right, non-essential right, right. thing. Yeah. But now let's say you need a pot. You know what I was looking for? Now that I'm watching more movies at home, I'm trying to make more popcorn and make like the, the experience a little more theatrical. You know, uh, I wanted a whirly pop. You know what a whirly pop is? No. Okay, I typically like air pop my popcorn and add the butter and all that other stuff later, right? Um. But a whirly pop, like you could also make popcorn on the stove, which I don't typically do. Um, so you can make it on the stove, but a whirly pop's just like a pot with this like mixer uh, uh, thing where you just like rotate it and it like flips and it mixes all of the kernels okay. while you rotate while they pop. So what that that ensures an even coat of like the oil or butter or whatever it is that you put in the pot. But that's the best part, right? Being able to like put all the stuff in there. I'm going to put like some spices in there. If I want something savory, if we want something sweet, we could put like, we can make like a kettle corn almost, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it evenly spreads it. It's that even spread. That's the problem. When you air pop popcorn, you put it into a bowl. Yeah. Right. You pour butter on top and you mix it up and you pour a little more. It's like, one, you know, a couple kernels are getting the bulk of it and the rest aren't, right? So it's not really evenly distributed. So I this like whirly that, pop though. thing, 
this Whirly Pop thing, I was like, oh, this is this is great. You know, um, I really want one. I go to order one, and it obviously, it's not going to come until May. But do I have something that I can that I can experience the Whirly Pop without purchasing it from Amazon? There's no alternative for that. It's a physical thing that I need in order to you know perform that function. But let's say I order the Invisible Man 4K Blu-ray on Amazon, and it's not coming for two months, right? Yeah. I have another way to experience this movie, and I'll buy it digitally. Or, you know, I'll find another way. If I can't get my comics, I'll buy them digitally from the, the DC app or the Marvel app or whatever, right? So people yeah. are going to learn to start... Be like, hey, I can get this content. I don't need this physical thing. And then maybe pushing people who are already on the fence or realizing that, hey, I have to do it this way. And then when this thing is all over, like, are people, you know, what's what's the state of mind of people? Are they going to go back? They're going to be like, hey, you know what? Digital works for me. And, uh, and, kind of, and kind of have that residual that like kind of shrug and say, you know what? I don't need this physical thing anymore. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, so that's you know those are the thoughts that are going through my head when I when I see the kind of the state the landscape of the entertainment industry yeah, these yeah. days. It's tough, man. I mean, I, I I'm even seeing like every business, let alone just in you know. I know we talk mainly about entertainment stuff on this podcast, but like every fucking business is getting hit. I mean, down to down to McDonald's or Tim Hortons, all of those because like. I'll sometimes be like, I need a coffee. There's a Tim Hortons literally two minutes walk from my place there and back. Total. Mm -hmm. Two minutes. I can mm -hmm. go get a coffee, no problem. I'm not going down there because it's like, well, you don't know what people have over there and you got to walk in. And it's just every business is feeling that pressure. It's just that unfortunately yeah. it's, it's you know, that. But like beer store, the beer store, I don't know about the beer store, like the Ontario one, but like breweries I'm sure are getting hit. But they're all offering ways to be able to get you beer. It's just... I think the people are just worried to actually get stuff for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. But again, like the, I feel like the difference there, like restaurants or your favorite restaurant or whatever, you're not experiencing that in lieu of that restaurant. Yeah. Let's say you have a favorite dish. If they are shut down, you're like, oh shit, well, I'm not having that favorite dish anymore. If yeah. they offer delivery, you can get that dish. I yeah. guess in the case of a lot of this entertainment, like, you can get access to this content in other ways. Yeah. Other yeah. than that primary way, I guess. Like going to a theater. It's like, well, you know, I can get a digital copy. You know? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, anyway, that's a thing. I've got a, I've got a couple of things I wanted to, to mention here. Sure. Um, I watched uh, the entirety of Stephen... Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, the HBO show The Outsider, which is based on Steve, the Stephen King novel right in my wheelhouse great 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 show i liked it i liked it a lot um the it's a slow burn it's a dark graphic thriller um i think my favorite moments in like stephen king's stories are those moments of realization where someone who doesn't believe what's happening uh, sorry, doesn't believe in the supernatural is that moment of realization of what's really happening. I love that cliff that that character has to jump off of, you know, kind of that leap of faith going from a person of um, fact, facts, jumping into that sort of su like supernatural world that King creates. And the show is yeah. beautifully, beautifully shot, extremely well acted, 
Um, and uh, uh, what's the what's the dude's name from like Ozark? Uh, and... Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, yes. So Jason Bateman is in the show, uh, but he directs the first two episodes, and he's a really talented director. Really yeah. good, really good director. Beautifully shot, really well acted. Um, might not be everyone's cup of tea right now. It is a very dark story. Not a lot of not a lot of laughs <laughs> on the show, mm. but um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, another thing I saw was Primal, Andy Tartakovsky's animated uh, um, miniseries. I guess it's only like five or six episodes. Yeah. What uh, what platform is phenomenal, that or What's what that? network? What platform or network is that on? Do you know? That was I think it's Cartoon Adult network? Swim. Oh, Adult Swim. Maybe? Yeah, sorry, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah, I just grabbed it off. I think it's on Google Play right now. That's okay. where I got it from. But uh, it is fucking so good. It is so good. Um, it's like a it's like a testament to complete visual and auditory storytelling. There's no dialogue on the show whatsoever. It is incredibly violent, again. So if you're not really into that, it's not, not going to be your cup of tea. But it is beautifully animated, visual, vi purely visual storytelling. It's great. I was hooked. I watched it almost all in one sitting. Like, it was, I was completely hooked. I, how, I really loved it. How long are the episodes? They're only like 20, 25 minutes. So it's only like five or six episodes, I think. Wow. Yeah, it is so good. Um, it made me want to watch his Clone Wars animated miniseries again because that was really good too. He's um, and then I watched Hotel Transylvania three, which he also directed. Not his best stuff, but because uh, he did all the Hotel Transylvanias. But I could see the Tartagovsky isms on that show, and that's why I kind of enjoy the animation style of that those movies because he brings that same energy to that to those movies, even though they're kind of they're. Uh, their kids, their children's movies. Right. Uh, this still has that kinetic energy that these that his animation, his two D animation, tends to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So those are that's the Outsider and Primal. I just wanted to give those a shout out because I really did enjoy both of those. Yeah, interesting. I wanted to see Primal. I just never got around to it. I, to be honest, it completely fell off my radar. So. Yeah, highly, highly recommend that. it. Really enjoyed it. Oh. <sighs> rad what do you got man hey you, you got you see anything you read anything no really it's just been basically trying to keep uh, because we basically spend most of our time on the main floor right now it's really yeah. just been you know whatever we can throw on and watch while we're just hanging out with the the kid um we literally just started watching community for the first time and it is fucking great i i like really? I like the theatrical nature of it. There's this one character that is very into movies in general, and he manages to, in a lot of times, in a lot of episodes, be able to essentially transform the structure of the episode into the plot of the film that he is thinking about talking about. Like one was very one the one of the recent ones we just saw was very much in the vein of um, shit. What's it called? Tarantino Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. um, so it's just it's an interesting show um, Dan Harmon's the guy that uh, is also I don't know if he's technically a co-creator or what it is for Rick and Morty but like his humor usually hits home with me um, yeah and he, he, I've heard good things about community yeah it's it's worth a check uh, I don't know I know there was a lot of drama around Chevy Chase he's been rumored to be a dick for a very long 
yep. portion of his time. But he sure has. I I do recall that. Yeah. Yeah. Even back in his like SNL days, like he was he was rumored to be a dick. There was a video I saw with him and P- Richard Pryor on um, what's it called on. I think it was. It wasn't Letterman. It might have been Johnny Carson. But like an old, uh, an older talk show, like a late night talk show, and they fucking hated each other. It was wow entertaining to see. I thought it was gonna come to fuck. I thought it was gonna come to blows. I thought someone was gonna hit each other. Wow, hit, hit the other Holy. guy. But That's um, intense. The only other thing I can think of in this, I, I'm gonna promote this because I I I love these comedians. But like, um, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura just came out with. Uh, their two specials and I think Chris D'Elia's is coming out on Tuesday and these are all LA comics and they're guys that are on like Rogan and and those types of podcasts but like if you just want to have like a good fun laugh like it's just silly immature humor and it's I, I love it it's just the it's the kind of stuff that's right up my alley um, what's it on it's on Netflix they just the, the oh, okay, they, they were okay. all just released on Netflix so um, Burt's is definitely a lot of tongue-in-cheek kind of humor. It's it's very uh, a lot of it's at his own family's expense, but that's been his brand for a long time. He always talks shit. To, he always talks shit about his daughters um, and his wife, and that's kind of what he that's kind of the lane that he stays in. And but he's he's such a like a genuinely um, he seems like he's always having a good time. And that kind of energy just makes for a better viewing experience. So oh, for sure, yeah. In terms yeah. of his comedy, I don't find at least this special. I didn't find myself rolling on the floor laughing, but I definitely had quite a few laughs during it. And like, it's it 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 was a good pick me up amidst all the bullshit that's going on during the pandemic. And um, Tom Segura's humor is I don't know what it is about that friggin' guy, but he always makes me laugh. I'd seen this pretty much this special live in Toronto uh, months ago, and that he was still workshopping the you know basically the bits in the special. And the special that was released on Netflix was very similar, if not almost completely the same as what he performed in Toronto. It just cleaned up more, even more polished, yeah. and it it's great. It was uh, I his humor might not be for everybody but for me it's it's right up my alley i just like the silly nonsense that he talks i think you'd get a kick out of some of his stuff for sure yeah i i, I saw some of the the joe rogan stuff with uh with him on it um and or like tom segura sorry yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. and um he uh it, it was funny it was good stuff i i haven't i'm not i've never been a comedy special guy i've seen a few I kind of watch it in groups like you'll put it on or like Sanjay or Sunil will like put one on while we're over and drinking and stuff. And they're always funny. Yeah. yeah I've just yeah. never like sat down and be like, okay, I'm going to watch this comedy special now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I'm going to get to it. You know, I think Shogu likes comedy specials as well. So I might, you know, might give that a shot, throw that on. We could all use a laugh these days. Be that, that, that's why i wanted to mention it because like of yeah. the things i can th- th- those are the most vivid things in my mind that and the iron giant just because i watched it today or yeah, you yesterday. It. well i was going through my my google play library because i just found like a bunch of uh digital redemption codes that i hadn't claimed so i claimed them all and they're all on google play and i had at some point claimed the iron giant so i put it on there is yeah. no way to make me not cry for the last 10 minutes of that movie. And I'm yeah. not, I might have mentioned it on this podcast before. If you want to see me cry, <laughs> if you want to see me cry, visceral, ugly crying, you put on the Iron yeah. Giant. And I'm not kidding. Like, 
we could do a video for YouTube of just putting on the last, like start at the 15 minute mark, just when, you know, just before the soldiers show up. And you could just watch me just slowly well up and just like by the end of it, just like, (laughs) yeah, no following. (laughs) Even you just saying that made me think of it and made me actually start like welling up a bit. God damn it. (laughs) I'm not kidding, man. That, that movie always, there's only so many movies that get me like that. And that one every time. Gets Every me time. right in the heartstrings. Every time. I totally agree. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. Really, really well done. Um, I think the last thing I wanted to mention here is video games, man. I've just been I've been playing a lot more of The Witcher, uh, and I've actually made some made some headway in that game, and find myself going to the inns and taverns in that game and buying drinks at those bars. Yeah, you don't have a problem. Uh, because I can't because I can't go to an actual bar and like talk to people and like meet people and stuff. So I feel every time I go into a, like a new town or whatever in that game, I'm like, oh, where's the uh, where's the local uh, where's the local tavern? I'm gonna drop in and see what's going on in there. I find myself like exploring the space of the tavern, looking at the decor and being like, hmm, would I go to this bar if it were real? You know, asking myself questions like that. I've just been at home for so long where I'm just like now living vicariously through the adventures of Geralt of Rivia in a video game. Um, But yeah, it's a great game. Um, That's that's basically masturbation for bars, is what you're doing. (laughs) They have great bar names in that... uh, in that game as well uh one that stands out uh but it's really kind of a an offensive name but i'm gonna go ahead and drop it anyway i think it's called cunny of the goose (laughs) (laughs) it's uh so that there's very colorful names in that game and signage and stuff so um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to this podcast like a year from now and be like wow i was lonely (laughs) (laughs) i was so lonely yeah. I have a drinking yeah. problem. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um right. But yeah, I, have you have you been playing anything? Um no, 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 no. I have been making plans to play God of War. I wanted to uh, it was on sale recently and I don't think I bought it, but a friend of mine does have it, so I think I'm going to steal it from him, the new the newest one. Well, but yeah, I heard I, it's very good. I do believe that one of the previous uh PS Plus games that was free was God of War 3, which I might give that another playthrough just to get myself up to speed before I start the most recent one. Nice. Um and Excellent. then I'm trying to think what else was released on PS Plus that I want to give a go to. I, I even tried to get back into uh, Mortal Kombat, but that didn't go very far. I basically installed it, looked at the Joker, went "huh," and then I turned it off, and I didn't get it. Didn't really get into yeah, it. Yeah, I have not been playing Mortal Kombat, um, and I should be because the game is great. I just uh, haven't been in the mood for a fighter. I needed something a little more immersive these days. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. same. Or quick, like Killing Floor. After I cleared out all of my perks, now I'm building it back up. It's kind of exciting again for me. Like it's it's kind of cool building my way back up again. They've got that neon nightmare thing. Is that still going on? Or it is, is and it's not that good. It's just really all it is is a new map. None of the enemy oh, okay. types look different. It was just a really good trailer. But yeah, it looked like a cool 80s-inspired trailer for it, sure. You know what, though? Once you clear out all the seasonal objectives, you might get gear, and that might be the neon stuff, but um, I haven't gotten that far yet. I am trying to do Ooh. it, though, occasionally. But like, yeah. I'll, that's a good thing. Is like, At the most, I'll spend a half hour on that game, and then I can walk away like, you know, 
just like, all right, well, I did that and that was a good break. Now back to work or back to baby or back to food or whatever the hell else yeah. we can do around this place. Yeah. Back to workshop. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Cool, man. Well, that's all I had. I, th- I think we could probably close it up unless you had something. Nope, that's it. I got to get a workout in and then I think we're drinking later too. E drinking. Yeah. I work out, dude, I've been working out like crazy during this fucking, this pandemic. It's great. I'm in really good shape right now. It's really good. If your brother's listening to this, he's going to be very disappointed. Yeah, that's, uh, he thought I was going full Thorbod. That's not happening. It's, I, uh, what the hell was that? Yeah, I haven't. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, you keep doing it for the both of us, buddy. I got it, man. Yeah, for sure. Get in there. Um, well, listen, uh, to anybody who's listening to this during this period of time, keep your head up, stay healthy, you know, wash your hands, don't touch your face, stay calm. And, uh, we wish everyone a very, very safe and healthy, uh, days to come. And I think, uh, you know, we'll keep, try to keep our, to our release schedule if we can. I mean, I think this works quite well. Right oh, now, yeah. as long as this fo- this audio file that I'm recording doesn't get corrupted, I think we can keep doing this. So <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. But yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, really, the the delay in doing this was really it started with the baby, and then also with your trip, and then COVID started happening, and things got a little crazy with all that. But now that things are kind of back to a new normal right now, I think we'll be able to keep our our regularly scheduled program going. So yep, famous last words. But, yes. Uh, But yeah, all right. Well, everyone stay healthy, stay safe. This has been Octal. This is Justin. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care.